Hi, you guys. I'm sorry. So sorry. It was not connected. I can't hear you. I don't know. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can. I can hear you. You can hear me? No? Yep, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. <laughs> Sorry, it's too loud. Do you have huh? No, so you're... do you hear any background noise or anything? No, I do not hear no background noise. Uh, okay. Can you hear me just fine? Yes, I can. Okay. I am so sorry. Technical difficulties. It was not I trying to I understand. I thought it was me. I was like, maybe I'm the one that's having the problem. No, so it I, like, wouldn't... I don't know if I'm connecting. I'm like, what's going on? No, it wouldn't. I don't, it was just having so many difficulties. I'm like, what is going on? I was like, why is it not connecting? But it is okay. We're here now. Yes. So I'm yes. so happy that you are here um, from Sipping and Spilling the Tea podcast. I want you to please introduce yourself for people to know who you are and what you do and all the great things that's going on in your life. All right. So I am certified success coach, Amber Pulliam. I um, am single parent, so I have two little babies that keep me running. That's for sure. <laughs> And so right now I'm out to eat. So <laughs> I definitely came in. I took a little trip to Chicago, but I run um, a coaching business and it's called Progressive Minds LLC. And I also run a custom apparel business called LHP Brand Apparel. So um, my coaching business is just the primary goal is just to empower the vision, empower your vision, wherever you see yourself as far as peace, finances, success, mental health. I, I just empower that to a hundred percent. So, yeah. So you say empower your vision. So when you are talking to your clients and they come to you, how do, what methods do you use to help them um, empower their vision, whatever they want to become or hope to become in their, in their life? Well, the first thing I tell my clients is this, and I know, and I can be very honest, but I just tell them, I'm not your therapist. Okay. I, I, I'm not going to prescribe you medication and we're not going to just cover this up and sweep it under the rug. I'm here to talk about you. I'm not here to talk about other people. I'm here to work, help you become the best version of yourself. We're not here to gossip about what everybody else did or to place blame. And so when I designed the program, I have a heal your mental um, personal development program. And I designed it specifically for that. So in the first month we go over accountability the second month, we go over creating healthy emotional boundaries. The third month, we incorporate how to incorporate emotional intelligence. And then the fourth month, we just focus on self-building confidence exercises, right? Because the first three months, I kind of break you down a little bit. So you probably feel, you know, but we get to we get to the root. We find those triggers. We, we identify those unhealed traumas those boundaries, we, we work with those. And then I teach you how to love yourself all over again. And this new person you become. Ooh, I love that. I love what you said. Accountability. Let's go right there with accountability right there. A lot of people don't know how to take ownership. We always look at, um, especially in relationship, friendships, 
we always look at the other people. We blame them like, oh, it's because of them, what they did. That's why I reacted this way. So we never take accountability for what we have done um, in certain relationships. So for you to say that, that is, that's something that I had to work on. I know a lot of people had to work on, especially women, is how do we take ownership of our mistakes and not look at it as such a bad thing? So how do you help them cope or understand that taking accountability is not, is not something negative or it's not something that some people may feel like they're like, oh, if I take accountability, then that's saying that I'm in the wrong. But what if they did this to me? So how do you help them cope with that? Well, I like to break accountability down into three pillars. OK, so the first pillar of accountability is peace. OK, identifying what triggers your peace, identifying what makes you upset, identifying what disturbs your peace. The second thing is happiness. OK, how are we going to work through it to make sure that I'm fulfilled within myself? Okay. And then the third thing is joy. Joy is having a self-awareness. I am walking. I am becoming, I am the person that I see myself being. When a lot of times we look at accountability as an action, we blame others. But if you look at accountability as I am accountable for my happiness, I am accountable for my peace. I am accountable for my joy. Then you can start holding yourself accountable in out, outside situations. See, we have to hold ourselves accountable for our peace within before we can even look outward to, to start holding ourselves accountable within our relationships, our situations, co-workers, with children, because all of that starts within. A lot of people think that things are outward. When it's inward, we run away from ourselves so much. It's easy to place blame. It's easy to say, I'm not happy because I'm single. I'm not at peace because I am um, in a relationship and it's not giving me what I need. But are you willing to give yourself what you need? Are you willing to give yourself that love? Are you willing to give yourself that happiness? Are you willing to do that? And, and most people aren't. And so when I talk to my clients, I break that all the way down for them. This is not about anyone but you. If you want to, you have the power to change your entire life just with your thought process. You know, I'm, I'm all about thinking positive. I'm all about meditation. I do believe whatever you think, it, it happens in the universe. So when you say that, it starts within you. And I believe a lot of people do not have inner peace or they do not know how to have inner peace. And the one thing you also stated was happiness. A lot of us feel, um, I haven't met the whole world, but from what I have witnessed is that when it comes to happiness, we, um, some of us think it's materialistic things, the cars, the job, children make us happy. But soon as our child leave us, or soon as we lose that car, we lose money, we're not happy. So when you have a client who is not happy and they have that momentary happiness, how do you help them get through to see past that, you know, materialistic things does not define you as a person? How do you help them cope with that or understand that? Well, one of my favorite quotes is, it's not the obstacle that defines and the outcome of the situation is how you respond. So when you, you look, we may sometimes look at a situation and we say, oh, whoa, this is me. This is happening to me. But one, are we allowing it? Like, do we see the red flags? Do we see the signs? Do we not trust our intuition? 
because a lot of accountability is trusting yourself to walk away when your boundaries are being violated one too many times, you know? So I break it down to my clients and I let them know you have to understand that there has to be a balance of, yes, you're going through a lot, but you also have to show gratitude. You cannot, the energy that you put out, you will definitely attract it. So if you're constantly complaining and if you're focused on lack, if you're focused on negative energy, when you reach an obstacle, you're just going to look at it as a negativity instead of a lesson. You're looking at an obstacle as, as, as something that's hindering you, when really it's something that's being removed or taken away from you for you to be able to grow. Because we pray for so much more. We pray for, we meditate on having more, but then the things that are taken away that is creating space for us to grow, we complain about it. Why is this happening? Why are they doing this? Why am I losing this job? Why am I not having this? Instead of being like, okay, um, yeah, I can definitely look at this. I'm I'm so glad that went away. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you that that, that went away. So I can go forward and actually have this space for this growth that I want, that I need. Like I might have lost my ex, but God is preparing my husband, you know. But you can't you can't have high standards and entertain low vibration it doesn't it doesn't work like that queen speak say that again you cannot have what's repeat that one more time you cannot have high standards and entertain low vibrations i 100 percent agree with you i 100 percent agree with you on that a lot of us we i know me and in my past relationship we cling to hold on to a person or to individuals who is really blocking our blessings. We complain, like you said, we complain, complain. We complain about, um, use men, you know, men go through this too with women. He's cheating on me. He don't, uh, He. I feel like he's using me for money. We always complain about those things, but yet we never walk away from that person. Right. We sit there and we hope that this person would serve us something different even though they show up as who they are do you think in your opinion as a life coach do you think that women i'm just going to pinpoint women um do we have a difficulty of accepting people for who they are um i don't think we have a, a difficulty accepting people for who they are i think that we associate now listen to me we associate intimacy with our unhealed trauma. So if you're dating a person and the only thing that they're giving you is physical intimacy, you're going to maximize that person in that light and you become attached to that toxic energy because you're not used to having any type of under intimacy versus if it's a woman that's coming in and all she is a shower with gifts and money. She's not used to having affection, consideration thoughtful conversations so she attaches herself to wealth that's how she identifies herself with the winner relationship if he's not spending money on me he don't love me if he's not sleeping on me he don't love me and stuff for it can be a well-rounded thing it needs to be a balance of all of those things instead of one but when you're not able to identify your unhealed trauma Maybe you're were neglected when you were a kid. Maybe you're were growing up in the two parent household. These things follow with us through our relationships, and we don't identify them. So we accept more. We allow more because it's normal for us. We don't know anything because our previous conditioning has us in a lot of learned energy that we need to unlearn. 
that. Unlearn those energies. So how do we unlearn those energies? How? In your expertise, how do we unlearn them? How do you unlearn them? You identify them and acknowledge them. When you feel triggered, identify it. Acknowledge your feelings. Acknowledge your sadness. You disrespected me. That hurt my feelings. But you want to know what really hurt my feelings is that I never really had a real example of a man. So I allow you to do this to me. It's not even really you. It's my childhood trauma. So when you acknowledge it in that moment, instead of acting like it did not exist, that allows you to work through those emotions, that three pillars. I'm acknowledging peace, happiness. I'm working through it. How do I work through this? Understanding that now this is a problem for me. This is no longer serving me. I'm no longer in the space I want to grow from it. How do I do that? And then third thing, having being self-aware of that you are worthy to walk away. Just because I was doing that in the past, maybe in my childhood, maybe I did accept that a few years ago. That's not me. And so when you're talking about unlearning, it's learning to love yourself. That's how you unlearn those childhood traumas, those conditions, those unhealthy negative patterns that we have associated with relationships, with employee, employer, work relationships, children's relationships, relationships with our parents who maybe we feel disrespected from, but we have to respect them because we were raised in an era where we respect our elders. These are relationships working on ourselves and how we respond will ultimately cause a domino effect for everyone else. You teach people how you want to be respected. So how you act, how you treat yourself, that's how other people will treat you. If you treat yourself in a negative way and you allow yourself to, you throw a pity party for yourself. You're not eating healthy. You're not meditating. You're not loving yourself. You're not taking time for self-care. You're giving excuses. You're not able to move past. Then you allow other people to treat you the same way because they see, well, she's not doing it for herself. Why would I do it for her? Why would I love her correctly? She don't love herself correctly. So that's how we do. You, we unlearn those things. We just identify them and, and stop acting like they don't exist. Oh yes, yes. You just said yes. Identify them and do not act like they do not exist. So that comes with self honesty. A lot of us is not honest with ourselves. No. Yeah, but we don't see ourselves correctly. And I love how you articulate that because we do have, we connect people with trauma bonding. Mm -hmm. And like you point out, like how we treat ourselves is how people do treat us. Mm -hmm. If you're so used to or conditioned to as a child seeing, uh, being raised in a domestic violence home, you're going to end up, and it's not everybody, but some people end up being with a man that either act like their father where he's um, very abusive. He tears you down with words and to the point that you feel that that's all you can get. Right. And none of us do not know how to leave that. So the other thing is once we recognize who we are and we recognize that we deserve better, how do we pick up those pieces? You don't pick them up. You just let them gradually fall together. Our, you're a puzzle. As a human, you are a puzzle, right? This is the thing. Um, you stop seeking validation from other people. That's how you put the pieces back together. We th Let me break it down. Look at yourself as a vehicle. As humans, we're a vehicle, right? 
you fill us all the way up. We have we gas tanks on full. We go, right? We're going, we're driving, we don't have any pit stop, we don't have, but then what happens when our energy gets low, when our fuel gets low? We seek other people. Should I do this? Should I have this? Should I go here? Should I quit my job? Should I invest in this? Should I do this? And then we keep going and we keep going. And now we're almost on E, right? And we got to go pull over. We got to go to the gas station. And we're constantly seeking. When you're at the gas station, when you're at that pump and you're putting gas in your car, is anybody else around you putting gas in your car with you? Is anybody holding the nozzle with you? You're the only person that can fill yourself back up. So when you constantly seek validation from other people, they're going to drain your, you're going to drain your gas. You're going to burn gas because you're constantly making a stop over here. You don't need to go over there. You're constantly making a stop over here. You're picking up people. You're giving them rides. They ain't giving you no gas money. See what I'm saying? They're not reinvesting back into you. And then you're the one who left to fill your tank all the way back up. But guess what? If you take that same scenario and you only get to half a tank, you say, you know what? I need to take a step back. I need to start. I need to do some self-love. I need to do some meditation. I need to do some journaling. I need to go out and get more connected with my kids. I need to have this more time with my kids. And then now we poop. Now we're going back to full. We didn't even get all the way depleted. That's how you deal with it. You stop seeking validation from other people. Identify, listen to your body. I'm tired. I'm overwhelmed. I'm anxious. That's why I said identifying those triggers. I'm upset. I'm frustrated. I'm feeling low. I'm not feeling like I have enough. I'm not feeling like I'm I'm getting where I need to be. I'm not fulfilled in life. And then we fill ourselves back up instead of seeking that validation from other people. Seeking validation from other people. And that is true because um, we do that with our friends, our girlfriends. When we're in a relationship or whatever, we always seek for validation and seek for advice or opinions of other people. And when we get those opinions, um, we get upset when things don't go as what we thought or we end up with the bad results. Like, man, I should never did that. Um, Now I'm stuck by myself or maybe this and that because we don't know who we are. Right. And we need people to direct us or help us to get through situations. And like you said, when you're at that gas pump, and I love how you use that metaphor, and you're pumping gas and you're trying to feed yourself back up. But if you're around people who keeps taking and taking and taking and taking and taking, you're not going to be able to be good for your children. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where we messed up at all the time. We keep giving and giving and hoping that someone will give us the same thing that we feel like we deserve. Right. But how can one person give us something if we're not giving it to ourselves, like you said? Right. And that's a part of that, having that joy, being self-aware. Because other people's validation come with baggage. It just does. Other people's validation comes with baggage. And when you stop expecting things from other people and you become more self-aware, you'll have discernment now going forward. You're going to know, yeah, that person might not pour back into me the way I might pour into them. I don't even need to entertain that situation. I don't even need to start a friendship because I can I can tell right off the bat they're not going to be reciprocal of my energy. They're not going to reciprocate it. Yes. Yep. So the other question I have for you is when we're on this journey of healing and becoming, making better uh, life choices and learning how to be happy and uh, joy, have a joyful life, 
what do you do when you have family members? Because we feel that um, a lot of people deal with that title where we have family members or our children's fathers or our mothers or friends. They have that title. And mm -hmm. when people have a title in our lives, we tend to overdo things or when someone asks us things, we continue to give because we feel that we're supposed to because of that title that they have and that place the position they have in our lives. How um, do we break that cycle of, okay, you're a family member, but I don't have to do what you want me to do. I don't have to keep giving to you. Well, one thing I have to start reminding myself, because I, I have dealt with that as well, is that I'm not obligated to do anything for anybody except for my kids. Anything else that I want to do, it's out of me being able to do it. So I can say no without explanation. No, I don't have to give you an explanation. I don't have to send you a paragraph as to why I can't take you to work today. You can find a ride. Is it going to disturb my peace? I ask myself that. If helping this person is going to disturb my peace or hurt my pockets, I don't want to deal with it. No, I can't do it. No. And that's hard to do because especially when you're such a giving person, you want the people around you to be fulfilled. But you have to understand if you are taking away from yourself to give to somebody else and you're feeling depleted, that is not a healthy relationship. It is okay for you to say, hey, I'm not going to be able to do it today. Guess what? They'll find a ride. They'll find $20. They'll, they'll be okay. It, it, it's okay. Because guess what? As many times as you needed help, you were okay, right? So they'll be okay. They, it's, just, it's just really understanding that, yes, that's your family. You love them. But you're making these sacrifices right now for your mental health, for your growth, for your success, so that you can really help them in the future. You can't help anybody until you help yourself. That, and, and continuously doing that, you're just going to keep setting yourself back every time. You're going to set yourself back every single time because what's happening is they're going to see as you always being available. And in your mind, you feel like you're always being taken advantage of. And it's an endless cycle. It's like creating an emotional patch, uh, pattern of chaos. So, and that's what happens when you don't acknowledge. That's what happens when you don't have that peace, that happiness, that joy. It's three pillars of accountability that you have to hold. Accountability is such a broad thing. It's not just one thing. It's broad. It's everything that I've discussed. That's all about holding yourself accountable. Do I like this? No. Then I don't want to do it. Like, that's as simple as that. They'll be okay. They might be upset about it, but they're not going to tell you because they're going to want to ask you later on again. And they will. And maybe you will be able to do it next time. Maybe not. You're right. You're so right. Because and you're open up accountability in so many ways. You're just broadening it out. And I never thought of that um, accountability, how it affects everything. And you're right. We tend to put guilt onto ourselves. Like, if I don't help this person, they're, they're not going to be able to do this. They're not that. Or if I don't help them, they're not going to talk to me. Yeah, I might lose them as a friend or I might, you know, if I don't help this man now, he's going to walk away from me. It's that whole, uh, we are so codependent on people, like you said. Ooh, yeah, that's the word right there. Yeah. And codependency. Yeah, codependency. And I can have a whole conversation about that. <laughs> oh, we have to touch on it. So when we're <laughs> codependent on someone, like you said, we get upset. 
So we on the phone with our girlfriends. Girl, you can't believe this dude. He did this and that, 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 that. And I helped him now and da, 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 da. But we never sit there and think like, okay, if you didn't want to help him or you didn't want to do this for her, then why did you do it? You got to take yeah. accountability for your part in this. So let's piggyback on codependency. We are all codependent on someone or something and it goes again when we can't let go. So how can we break that codependency when it comes to a relationship that is not healthy for us? And that's family, friends, romantic relationship, even a job. How can we break that all that codependency for we could finally be live a healthy lifestyle? Well, I think the main thing is to understand that we're all adults, right? So if I'm in a relationship with someone, I expect that person to come into the relationship being an adult. If I'm a friend with someone, I expect them to come into the friendship being an adult. So if this person is not able to hold themselves accountable, if they're not able to clean up behind themselves, if they're not able to pay their own bills on time, then why, <laughs> why am I so dependent on them? You see what I'm saying? Like that person needs to come. I, I don't like that saying 50-50. I'm 100. I need you to come 100. We, we're not splitting this. We're, we're adults here. We're not, I don't want to be 50-50. I'm 100. You're 100. You have your own space. I have my own space. You have your own responsibilities. I have my own responsibilities. You take care of it. I take care of it. But the thing about it is we learn to coexist, not be codependent. I'm independent in my own right. I will take care of what I need to take care of. However, if you come in, I'm still going to be happy even if you walk away. That is important to understand that we need to seek our own validation. Again, here we go. Codependency and validation goes hand in hand. A lot of people say, well, independent women act like this and independent act like that. We're not acting a certain way. I am very well open to love. I'm open to stepping aside and allowing a man to come in and do his job. But at the same time, if that man walks away, my bills still got to get paid. I need to still be happy. I still need to have a gym routine. I still need to eat healthy. I still need to hold myself accountable for those things. I don't need to only do it because he's with me doing it. I don't need to only go here because my friend is going with me. I need to be able to take time for myself to say, I deserve a good meal today. I'm going to go buy myself a really nice meal today without having to say, well, my friends can't come. Now I'm sad I'm sitting here by myself because I guarantee you there's some work you can do. There's a book you can read. We don't pour into ourselves enough. And our cup needs to overflow before we even get with anybody else. So do you feel, in your opinion, that... When, okay, so we eliminate codependency, we eliminate and learn how to take accountability and stop seeking validation. Um, people always say that order for you to do after you're working on yourself, you have to let go of all these people. And you have to surround yourself with um, around positive people. People that are, you know, got good credit, people who are paying their bills, people who are striving, who's already successful. So do you think, in your opinion, uh, can we still take some people, some friends with us after we heal and we do all this work? 
into our next chapter of our lives. Well, when you become the person that you want to attract, and I mean that in all aspects, become the person that you want to attract as far as a job, become the person that you want to attract as far as a friend, a relationship. Um, when you think about it in that way, you're going to lose people. You got to be okay with it. Yes, you can warn them. You're mourning a friend. I get it. You lost them. But at the same time, I like this saying. I've heard this saying before. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. If your friends around you ain't doing nothing, but you got these big dreams, but they don't want to do nothing but go party all the time, you're going to eventually be stuck in this cycle because you're not going to go very far with people who don't want to go far, with people who are content. And there's nothing wrong with being content. There's nothing wrong with what they're doing. It just means that you're doing something different. You're growing. You have a vision implanted in your mind that you see. You know what it is. Stay focused on that. Your reality may be blurry. The vision is clear. Focus on the clarity. Just focus on the clarity. People are who are meant to stay with you, they will be right there with you, supporting you, helping you, whatever you need to do. The people who are meant to go away, I all my friends stripped. And I have a great new circle who actually have my vision. And and it's a beautiful thing. They're genuine. They're loving. They're supportive. They're, you know, my friend just, my friend, I'm going to put her on blast real quick. She's here with me right now. But she planned this whole entire day just so I can sit in this restaurant in Chicago. She celebrated me. I've never had a friend do that. I've always poured into everyone else. But she, and she's sitting right here next to me. She's just so patient and she's waiting on me to do this. But the thing about it is, is like, she's supporting me. I'm excited for you. How do I, she's, I'm excited for you. Be around people who are excited for you. People that are not, they're just going to walk away because when you, when you stay hundred percent focused on your goal, other people just going to start falling off. They're going to be like, oh, she acted funny. Okay. Let me act funny. Cause I got stuff to do. You know, let me act funny then. If I'm acting funny, that's okay. Cause we, we 30 years old. I'm not who I was at 20. So if, you tr if you're talking to me like I was at 20, then we're not going to have the same conversation. Because I, I don't talk like that anymore. I don't move like that. I don't think like that. I don't even feel like that. My confidence is not even at the level of what I was at 20. So, and it's not that you're better than anybody else. It's that you have become better than your old version. And some people want to be able to identify you, but they only can identify you with your old version. And that's why they always throw what you used to do, who you used to hang out with, who you used to date, which, you know, it's all, it's always a, a different thing with people that you date. They're like, oh, but you look at a woman who she dated and that defines her. No, it don't. Because let me tell you something, the woman that I am now wouldn't even date them, wouldn't even look twice in that direction. So you have to be around people that's willing to grow with you. And if they're not, you just have to mourn that friendship. You have to mourn the loss of that relationship. Yeah. It sucks because we want people to come with us. We see people as forever people in our lives. And sometimes people only meant to be a season. We just got to give them that season, learn that lesson in that season because we was meant to learn it. That's why I came. That's why they came. That's why they left because we was meant to learn something and move on. Leave it at that. People that are supposed to stay, you don't have to question it. I can go two weeks without talking to you. I'll call you up. Girl, what you doing? How you been? I've been busy. I know you've been busy. I tell your friend, whatever, whatever. Let's go do this. Cool. Like, it don't have to be like, you ain't calling me today. What are we, two? Like, what? <laughs> I'm not a child. I can't stay on the phone with you all day. I can't text you all day. I can't listen to you complain about the baby that you keep going back to. Like, And I'm not just being rude. I'm just being honest. There has to be a level of accountability where we're saying, okay, this is enough. This is enough. 
So, yep. You know what? That is so true. Uh, this is not enough. I noticed with me um, when I kept growing and kept praying and meditating about stuff, I noticed that people used to tell me all the time, they're like, girl, you're too happy. Girl, you're too positive. Uh, you, you, you're too, you, you just, you too much. You give too much compliments. And when people used to say that about me, I used to be like, man, you know, is something wrong with me? Why am I so happy? Why am I so positive? Why am I sending people uh, compliments about them and they're getting offended? And I used to take all that burden, all that pressure. And I'm just like, man, why do they say this? And one of my friends, we were talking and she had to apologize to me. And one thing she said was, I'm not used to accepting compliments. And when she said that, I was like, oh, so it wasn't a me problem. It was you. And constantly as I continue to grow and become successful, I found myself, like you said, stripping and shedding my old version of myself. And I start gaining new friends, just gaining new people, more people, more people, more people that know how to accept compliments, who, like you said, celebrate you. They celebrate me. They are happy to be around someone that's always smiling. I'm always smiling, people say. And they are more accepting. But I had to learn to come to terms to with is that be comfortable who you are. Embrace who you are. And if people do not understand who you are, it's okay because you're not meant for everyone. So I love that when you say that in everything that you're saying, accountability, um, if you uh, validation, all that plays a part when we are growing and we're trying to become better than what we are yesterday. So can you tell me, tips of like i really want to hear more about your uh your life how you be a life coach and all that and i do apologize for the background i do have my son in the background um tell me more tips that you help young women and i don't know if you do help young men when it comes to the healing journey of meditating or being more successful what are you give me some tips on or some guidance of doing that? Well, my biggest thing would to be the understanding that trust in the process sucks. It does. Having faith sucks sometimes. It does. Like you know you can believe in yourself, but you're gonna you're gonna start paying attention to things and people that you never noticed before. Different, their energy is gonna be different immediately. When you start trusting yourself and really trusting yourself. You'll trust yourself and be like, oh, their energy is so off. Don't think that growth is overnight. Don't ever think that it's overnight. I see you just giving the mom stare. You <laughs> don't think that growth is overnight. <laughs> um, it's because it's not. I'm I'm constantly learning every single day. And I tell my clients, sometimes I learn with you. Sometimes you bring a sometimes my clients bring a scenario to me that I learn some something from just how to coach them better. You'll never stop learning. I'm a student of life. You're a student of life. And when you look at yourself in that way and not look at it as an obstacle or a hindrance or as a challenge all the time, just look at it as like, it's a process of my growth. It'll be okay. Because think about your life. Nine times out of 10, you're okay. Things that you never thought you would get out of, you have. 
so just be like it's okay it's fine that that would be my biggest thing as far as going for my tips because i could give you a whole rundown like i can break down how to heal but the main key to understand is that you're still going to get frustrated i'm spiritual i'm healed whatever I'm, i still get frustrated i still get angry i have to stop i have to pause i have to be like how I respond will change the entirety of this situation. I need to hold myself accountable in this situation. You know what? And sometimes it's better just to walk away. Sometimes it's, it's okay to let the situation breathe, come back, talk about it. Some st- things need to be addressed right then and there. And as long, the more you trust yourself, the more you start being able to identify how to react and respond to certain situations. And to be okay with saying, you know what? I shouldn't have talked to you that way. I was upset. I was upset about something else. And I took it out on you. You know, I, I don't want to ruin our relationship because of this. Effective communication is something that's not really taught in our community. We don't know how to talk. It's, I, I told you to do this, go sit down. I'm, I'm done, don't, you know. So we put ourselves in the shell. And then anytime that anybody says something to us that we don't like, we feel attacked. <laughs> and so, and then it becomes an argument. It's a disagreement and it escalates and it gets worse. It's never of this is a safe space. We can have a healthy disagreement and it's okay. Like it's, and that is something that we need to really work on, especially when parenting, it's the huge thing with parenting. Like with my daughter, I will reprimand her. And in the same breath, after we calm down, I go back to her and I'm like, well, how did, how did mommy make you feel? I don't care what she says to me. I listen to her. And I said, I accept the fact that I hurt your feelings, but you have to understand that I need you to listen. I'm telling you to do these things because it is a part of your self-care, not for me. It's for you to learn. This is your lesson. I've done what you've done. I'm, I, you're the one that's doing it. I'm just trying to give you easy way. And then I also tell her, if you decide to go against what I'm teaching you, then you will suffer your own consequences. That's how this works. Instead of me just saying, go do it because I'm your mama, you my child, go sit down. I don't dismiss her. I don't dismiss her feelings. I don't dismiss anybody's feelings in my life. If they feel a certain way, even if I don't want to hear it, I listen to them thoroughly because it's very important. So when you're healing, understand that it's a constant it's an uphill battle. It's never just one day. It's like, oh, I'm not just frolicking through the grass with butterflies flying from everywhere and everything is just perfect. It's, it's just not. It's just not. But guess what? You'll look back at yourself. I can look back at myself two years from this day in my past and I'm like, I'm not even the same person. I deal with things so much differently. And guess what? It has made my life a lot easier because I choose to deal with things differently. Sometimes you have to just trust the process and let people walk out your life. You have to let them just remove themselves. It don't also it don't always have to have a rebuttal. You don't always have to argue. If somebody said how they feel, let them feel that way. Okay, bye. If they're going to throw away 30 years of friendship, let them do it. That that time is up. Time is up. Time is up. That's it. Their time was up. They gotta go. That's it. So just trust yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself as much as you can because no one else will love you like you love yourself. Um, No one else will be there for you like you are there for yourself. But you will attract people who will love you just as much as you love yourself if you continue to do that. I agree with everything what you said and that comes with we all have to learn to have more grace for ourselves in this journey. Learn to have grace. So I want to talk to you about um, your book, your journaling. Can you um, talk, tell us about it and, you know, and 
do you use that when um, with your clients to help them? Well, journaling is such a therapeutic and most tangible way to really see your success come to life. And when I say success, I don't mean just monetary because success is loving who you are and what you do. That's what success is. It's not how big my house is. It's not how nice my shoes are. It's not, you know, how good I look when I go to the club versus how somebody else looks. Success is loving who you are and what you do. And when you set goals and when you write your affirmations, you are telling yourself it's a visual it's a visual experience, right? It's tangible. It allows you to be able to, and this is my journey, but it allows you to be able to really see, like, I can bring this to life. I can really feel this. I can see this happening. And then it allows you to refer back to it. Okay, I wrote this down a year ago. It's so many things that I have affirmed for this year that I go back into my affirmation journal and I'm like, oh, I did that. Oh my goodness, I did that. Like I, I accomplished that. And you kind of, and it's like celebrate yourself. That's another thing I want to say too. That's another tip. Celebrate yourself during the process because everybody might not. You're going to have some people that's not going to support you. They're not going to congratulate you. They're not going to validate you. You're going to have to stop and be like, okay, you know what? I could have cussed them out, but I didn't. Tap on my back. Like, you know, you got to do that because sometimes it, it, it get like that, but no. So where I'm doing right now is I do have these on sale at coachamber.com. They have a like an affirmation in the front part. It says, I release all negative patterns associated with my previous conditioning. And then in the back, sorry if you hear some baby in the background. Then it says, every business opportunity attached to me is blessed. And then on the back of it, it has the most dangerous thoughts are the ones where we convince ourselves that we are not worthy of our dreams. And then you scan the QR code and it goes straight to my website. And right now, if you sign up for my personal development program, I am actually giving this free with the personal development program, but you have to sign up for it. And I do offer payment plans. So it's like, it's a lump sum or you can do month to month because I understand we're lives, we're moms, we're just trying to get it together. So I love the journal. I just created it because I'm a journal. I, I, I have so many journals at home. I really do. Because I just love to journal. It's one of my favorite, most therapeutic things to do because I can't always express what I want to say to other people. And sometimes you can't tell everybody your business either because people will throw it in your face. So journaling to me is like my personal therapist. You know, even things that I don't want to say you know, to people that I might trust the most. I put in my journal. And it's also releasing that energy too. It's also releasing that. It's also forgiving yourself. It's also acknowledging those emotions. It's just, it's just, it's a lot that goes into journaling. It's scripting. You're scripting your life. You're scripting the death of the old you. You're scripting in your new manifestations. It's just a beautiful way to just really become more self-aware. I love that. Scripting to new life, shedding your own self. So another question I have for you, how would you define quality of life? A lot of people define quality of life, like you said, when it comes to success. I love how you broke down success because a lot of us, we use currency, money with 
quality of life and being successful and happiness. So what is your definition of quality life? Well, my definition of quality life is as long as I'm fulfilled before I leave this earth, I don't want to leave anything untouched. Whatever I want to do, I write it down. I write, I have a huge bucket list of something that I just want to try at least one time. A lot of people think, you know, when people ask me this all the time, they're like, how did you quit your job and just decide to become an entrepreneur? I was making 20 something dollars an hour. I had a pension. I had all this, like this, just this, this dream, right? Everybody's like, oh, you should have kept that. No, um, but it wasn't what I love doing. I love to help people. I love to volunteer my time. I love to see the youth at their best because I know how it felt as a child to feel like I had no one. I love to give my time. I love to, I like graphic t-shirts. So I decided to print t-shirts. Like I, I, I do everything that I love to do. And it's a lot of times our purpose is the simplest thing. We don't even think, it, we think we have to be this grand gesture. Like I need to be the best Dr. Dre or I need to be the best surgeon. And it can be as simple as I can pour my love into something and show my passion so much into something that people will want to buy it because it's me, not because of my product. It just so happened that my product might be quality. That's, that's even better. But the quality of life is doing what you love without consequences, without regret, without validation, without congratulations. It's just doing what you love and being completely humble to the point where because you know that you've been in worse positions and it's okay. It's going to be all right. It's going to get better. It, it has no choice but to get better if it's worse. But you have to apply yourself every single day and that's why that journal is so important. Make those goals. Apply yourself. If, what can I do? A lot of people see these big goals that my friend just said, we have these huge goals and we don't want to take those tedious steps to get to them. You set small goal, small goal, small goal, small goal. Guess what? By the end of the year, you didn't accomplish that big goal. You didn't even notice it. You didn't even notice it. So the quality of life is just loving what you do, loving life every moment. Stop. We focus so much on the future and we obsess about it. We obsess about it. We like, we don't have this. We don't have this. I should have had this at 30. I should have had this at 25. I should have did this. I had kids. I wasn't married or whatever the situation is. We obsess about the past or we obsess about the future. And we do not even take time to acknowledge the present. We don't even take time to enjoy it. So my, my opinion about quality of life, enjoy your moment. Wherever you are in that moment, enjoy to be grateful and be thankful for it. And just continue to love yourself through the process because you're going to have bad days. You're going to have good days. Healing doesn't mean everything just stops. So that would be my advice. Ooh, girl. Yes. Oh, I don't give that energy. Yes. Tell us one more time. How can people find and connect with you and for you to help them to be the best version of themselves? You can go to coachambra.com, 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 coachambra.com. Under Progressive Minds LLC, I am here to empower you to become the best version of yourself. The only thing that's stopping you is your excuses. And when you remove those, you're limitless. So I'm here for you. This is a safe space. We'll work together. We'll become greatest versions of ourselves. And I pray that by doing that, you'll lend that to someone else. Because it's enough at the table for us all to eat. It's, mm -hmm. It is. 
It's all enough for us to be all healed, all to be great, all to be successful in our own right, whatever that looks like to us. So coachamber.com. Yes. Go and if you sign up for the program, you will get a free notebook. So go click buy. Click buy, receive a free notebook. (laughs) Ooh, so we're going to do something a little different. Normally, I don't do this, but we're going to do something different because your words has like really inspired me and it all connect with everything that I believe in and things that I keep trying to tell people. So we're going to do something a little bit different before we end it, because this has been, I'm so honored and it's just a blessing to me to have you here. And the knowledge that you spoke, the truth, the authenticity of who you are as a queen and how you're helping women and and, and men too. I'm sure men are listening like, oh, okay, she, you know, she's saying good things here. And trust me, I got one here. And he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So he was really feeling feeling you when you were speaking. I'm gonna ask you if you if if you don't mind, if you're comfortable, can you lead us with a small prayer of gratitude? Oh, yes. Definitely. That's right up my alley right there. I do, and I, I, I make sure I do a small, small, small prayer, or whatever, so, whatever the spirit tells you to do it clean. Just turn it over to you. Okay, okay. Well, I just want to thank God in advance for every person that's watching for their blessings. I want to thank God in advance for their anointing on their life. I want to thank God in advance for your healing. I want to thank God in advance for your peace of mind, for your success, and you making a decision to become the best version of yourself. Because tuning into this, you needed to hear this. You needed to see this. This is working all in your favor. I want you to trust the process. And I want to thank God for your outcome. I don't even want to pray. We, I don't even want to beg because I, we, we trust that he's going to provide it. So I just thank him in advance for everything. Every business endeavor that you have going forward, may it grow, may it multiply. And I claim it right now. Amen. Amen. Oh my goodness. It's been nothing but a blessing to have you here. I'm going to say it again. Um, Thank you. you are very intelligent, enlightening, inspirational. The list will go on and on of all the positive things that comes to mind when I when I'm talking to you. Thank so, you. Please share your information on my page where I can share it with others. Because I strongly believe that you are really helping people and not only to be the best version of yourself, but to heal from the brokenness that as children, teenagers to adult that we struggle with every day. And I truly thank God for you because you are a healer. You are a messenger that he sent to help his children. And I thank you so much, Queen. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for the opportunity. You will never know. Like, when you reach out to me to do this, it was out of this world. My mind was blown. Like, you want to talk to me? (laughs) So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm completely honored just by your presence. So I thank you for the opportunity. Anytime. anytime. We're going to have to connect. Yes. 
did I'm always down for a brunch mimosa and a business plan. Come on, let's go. I'm I'm always down for it. Girl, I'm a business, I'm a businesswoman, you know, and a mimosa and some good food. You, you, you got me. You got me right there. I'm all in. Thank you again. I appreciate you. And thank you for joining Sipping and Spilling the Tea podcast, you guys. And everybody have a beautiful day and have a joyful laugh. Oh, filled with laughter, abundance, life today. Thank you. Bye.